Welcome again. Hello, hello. So according to the scripture, I'm your host, Eureka. I'm your co-host, Hudson. And uh, this is episode four. Four is the best number, according to your boy. <laughs> this man wore number four in soccer, so now four is his favorite number. Okay. But um, so now we're on episode four. Interesting topic today. Looking forward to it 100%. Um, we're talking about the person of Jesus. Yep. We're going to talk about who he is. Mm-hmm. Why'd he come? Yep. What do non-believers think about him? And why should we follow him? Okay. Right. And that's pretty much the plan that we're going with. Um, for this one, that's the outline. So pay attention to those points. And let us know, you know, feedback. Yes. Whatever, please. On Feel free. What we need to touch back on more and what we need to revisit on future episodes. All right. So with no... Well, what do you say? Further ado? With no further yeah, ado. no further ado. English is hard. Yeah, I don't really... I forgot what that thing okay. says. All right, with no further ado, if that's the <laughs> right thing you're saying, let's get into it. Who is Jesus? Tackle it first. Tackle it first? All mm-hmm. right. Uh, Jesus is the Son of God. Mm. Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. Um, we can see in uh, John 1... It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And Mm -hmm. the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Mm -hmm. And that, that pretty much establishes why heavily... We are the centerpiece of the Bible is Christ. Yep. Uh, John 1 tells us in the beginning was the Word. Mm-hmm. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So exactly. here when we're talking about Jesus, we, this is God speaking. Yeah. So when we have Jesus walking, talking, this is God speaking. So mm-hmm. this is why Jesus is the center of everything in the Bible. Exactly. It ultimately points back to him. Yep. We believe that Jesus is God, yes. and he is the Son of God. Exactly. At the same time. Very confusing, <laughs> Um, but... Yeah, it could be it could be a tangle, but we will we quickly. We do not believe in two gods. Yeah, we don't believe in two gods. So before Jesus existing, on how we know him historically, yeah, um, coming in somewhere between seven BC and dying, um, thirty three AD. Yeah, we don't believe that was the beginning of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We believe that Jesus pre-existed. So for you to understand what we're saying, we believe in the physical realm and we believe in a spiritual realm. Yeah. God is spirit. I believe that's in John 4.28. So God in his true form, in his true being, mm. he's a spirit. He's not physical. He's not bound to the things of the flesh. Don't need the bathroom. Don't need to drink. Don't need to eat. Don't need to sleep. These things were not um, a necessity for Christ. That's when Christ existed before. So Jesus is God and just the son of God. He's God because he preexisted. He's mm-hmm. eternal. He has no beginning, no mother, no father. He's spirit. Yeah. And then... He became a man um, to do the the purpose of the will of himself. And First Corinthians also says, to with God was in Christ Jesus, reconciling mm-hmm. the world unto himself. Yeah. So that's what we mean by that. And that's a quick introduction of who Jesus mm-hmm. is. Yep. You have anything to add on that? We will try to fully cover yeah. this topic in, f- in further um, Expand episodes. Expand on it, yeah. But so before we get into that, we want to hit these points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to give you guys a little timeline about the Bible, 
right? In Genesis, first book of the Bible, uh, there there's a story about the beginning. Right? And Adam and Eve, um, God gave them free will. Mm-hmm. They chose to not follow God's commandment, mm-hmm. what God said. He said, do not eat of the fruit. They ate of the fruit, right? That's sin. That makes a perfect being. If God is perfect, if you're not perfect, he can't be with it. Mm-hmm. So that was that separation, right? That void in between man and God, mm-hmm. right? And because of God's love, he He knew of a way to solve this, right? right? And I believe that is Jesus. Let me get into it really quick, though. Mm-hmm. So so with that, um, God God gave the Jews or the Israelites laws, right? Mm-hmm. And the, these were the things that protected uh, the Israelites who were his chosen people, um, a lot of them were cleanliness laws. A lot of them were sacrificial laws. Well, go ahead, like with the names of the laws, really quick. The sacrificial laws. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the purity laws. Yep. There was the food laws. Yep. Um, other law. I mean, those are like the main laws. I know there's still a couple more, but those are like the ones off the top of my head. Yeah. And going with that, it it was primarily to protect them um, and to make sure that they they worshipped God ordainingly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look through history. The, the Jews were very cleanly people. And this was before science knew these things, right? right? You can backtrack science and you can see that the Jews were doing this way before. And that's because of those laws, mm-hmm. right? Because God gave them those laws. The creator of the universe is definitely going to know how to, to keep his creations clean right. and to keep them protected. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so they, they, they had to follow these laws to, and these sacrifices to, um, to uh, be a pardon for their sin, mm-hmm. right? Ultimately those aren't going to be the full substitution for that sin punishment mm-hmm. that we covered in uh, previous episodes. Uh, where in Romans it says that if you sin, you, you're worthy of death, right? The whole reason of Jesus coming is because he is God. He mm-hmm. lived a perfect life. Mm-hmm. When he did that, he died on the cross and he humbled himself to die on the cross. Um, he took our sins on him, right? Mm-hmm. He was that placeholder. He was the perfect placeholder. Mm-hmm. The person who never even committed a sin and then he died on the cross and then he rose again three days later and defeated death. Mm-hmm. The whole point of that is that if you believe in that and mm-hmm. you repent, if you have that change of thought according to your sins and you know you have the recollection that these things are wrong and I want to not be with things that are wrong, right. then you're saved. Mm-hmm. That, that's, the, that's the shell of salvation, right? God loved us so much that he gave us that choice. Mm-hmm. Right, and he he sent Jesus down to die on the cross, to give us that that ultimate choice. Right, mm-hmm. and when we read um, in the Bible for why Christ is coming, uh, here's a verse in First uh, John three, and this 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 episode will include a lot of scripture just because this is a very important point Definitely. with Christ, and this is crucial to know as well for your salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, so this episode, a lot of episode, we kind of speak and it's more dialogue kind of. Yeah. This one is more like teaching because. Um, we have to, especially with the topic like this, we have to back it up with scripture exactly. after scripture after like scripture. Said in episodes, so, yeah. um, and it's uh, living up to the name according to the scripture. Um, but anyway, so in First John chapter three um, and at verse seven, this is what the Bible says. It says, "Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth." that committeth sin is of the devil for the devil sinneth from the beginning for this purpose the son of god was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil yep which is sin 
Exactly. Um, and the work of the devil we see in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't really know the Bible that well, I'll give you a, a brief summary of it. In the beginning, God created a man. They mm-hmm. were both perfect. He made man and woman together in unity. They were perfect and they were sinless. And God mm-hmm. gave them one command. He told them not to eat from a specific tree, which is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they could eat from any other tree. Right. They could eat from anything else. They could literally do whatever else they want in the world, but eat from that tree. Then read in the Bible that the devil had came or had used a serpent mm-hmm. to come and deceive the woman into eating the fruit. And then the man as well, following the woman, ate the fruit and thus sin entered into the world. The Bible tells us through one man sin came to the world and through the other um, eternal life or everlasting life. So um, with that, we have that was the work of the devil mm-hmm. when man fell because he deceived yeah. And then man fell. That was the work of the devil. It was sin. So Christ exactly. now appeared. Now to understand what Christ was doing, it was he came to die. Mm-hmm. This is what he came to do. So in Mark chapter 10, verse 45. So this is Christ speaking. And he says, actually, we're going to start a little before that. Um, so in Mark chapter 10, verse 42, Jesus called them to him and saith unto them, Ye know that they are which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles, exercise lordship over them. And their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Yep. That is what Christ came to do. Mm-hmm. He came to give his life as a ransom for many. Exactly. Christ was a sacrifice of sin unto God for our transgressions. Now, a lot of people are going to ask, why did God need a sacrifice? Why was there a sacrifice given? Why did Christ have to come? Mm-hmm. Uh, quick Bible history again. Um, uh, in the Old Testament, before us Christians came along, because us Christians believe in the crucifixion of Christ and the sacrifice yep. of Christ. Before that happened, we had the Jews in the Old Testament. They did sacrifices. A lot of people are unaware of this, but they did sacrifices for their sins as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was by means in which God obtained mercy unto them. Yeah. Now, let me make it clear. The sacrifices didn't save them. What was mm-hmm. important was keeping the commandments and keeping the laws, etc., but sacrificing was kind of part of it. And the belief in future Jesus. Right. The prophecies according and, to Jesus. And Christ's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the book of Hebrews makes it extremely clear. It says that sacrifices you desire not. Yeah. Right? So sacrifices was just a means by grace in which God allowed these people's transgressions to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to come and they would slaughter animals. And that was kind of their way of apologizing unto God for their sins. Mm-hmm. It was by that, means of sacrifice. Yeah, it was, it was more of a pardon. They mm-hmm. had to get their best animal. Mm-hmm. It had to be spotless. It had to be male, firstborn. Right. There, there was a lot of regulations according to it. Mm-hmm. And they would slaughter a lot of animals. They used to do it. And mm-hmm. even they used to do it so much that it got to some point that they were doing it out of hypocrisy where they would just kill animals and offer it for sacrifice but still go do whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. And God was like, listen, me giving you the sacrifice to forgive you, like this method, that was mercy. Yeah. You're abusing it now. You're killing these animals for no reason now. Yeah. 
because what's not important to God is not the sacrifice that they were giving. It was how they lived their lives. Exactly. The sacrifice was just by means God wanted them to. It was kind of showing that I'm sorry. And not even the, it, it was pointing to the future symbol of Christ. I believe that it was a symbol pointing to the future of Christ. It was, a sim it, yeah, yeah. it was a symbol pointing to the future. Mm -hmm. And part of it was also on the part of the people because they had to give their firstborn of the exactly. flock. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had It had to be spotless, blameless. Mm -hmm. At the time, an animal like that was like the chief. And like that was your prized joy. Yeah. Exactly. So God wanted you to give that up in a way to really show your remorse of how you were living. Mm -hmm. But when people started abusing that, God was like, all right, listen. We're going to end this. Yeah. We, we, we're going to stop this. Now I'm going to give you guys a, a means by myself. Mm -hmm. Christ's coming and Christ's sacrifice was God's, God's terms. Yeah. This had nothing to do with me. God didn't counsel with me about whether or not he should send Jesus. Mm -hmm. God didn't counsel with anybody. This was his own choice that he made for those that wanted to believe unto him. So he made that, that Jesus would go and he would be a sacrifice and that all those who believed in him and they believed that Jesus' sacrifice for them took away the sins become sons of God. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of points to go into there, but that is essentially what Jesus came for. He came to be a sacrifice for sin to yeah. take away our sins. Because mm -hmm. if Christ had not died, then it would have been me. Yeah, it would have been Hudson. Mm -hmm. It would have been your pastor. It would have been everybody in your church dying and everybody in the world dying. So that's what Christ came to do for all those that wanted to believe in him and want to have eternal life, mm -hmm. that his death replaced ours. Yep. So that's the reason why Jesus came. Now, who do non-believers think Jesus is? Yeah. So... You can't deny Jesus didn't exist. In history, there's too many artifacts outside of the Bible that talk about Jesus and his ministry. Mm -hmm. he, he was a, just a big part of history, mm -hmm. right? For those 33 years that he was here, right? Um, so first off, you cannot deny that Jesus existed, mm -hmm. right? And I, I believe that's as far as the world goes. That's, a, that's as far as non-believers will take it, mm -hmm. Right? He was a phenomenal, quote-unquote, preacher. Mm. Right? He was very good, very outspoken. His philosophy is amazing to the outside world even. Mm -hmm. Right? right? He, he, he looked at life at a very different perspective than the Pharisees at the time, the religious rulers of that time. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and I believe that people that aren't believers see Jesus just as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Right? And while we believe that, fantastic teacher, he's not just a teacher. Right. He was a lot he was a lot more than a teacher. Right? I believe that Christ was sent because and for all the things that we we already stated, but his life, his ministry of three years was to show us how to live our Christian walk. Mm -hmm. As Christians, once you're saved, your goal is to be as Christ like. You can't be perfect, but you have a book, you have a whole New Testament of the way Jesus acted, mm -hmm. right? And the way to be Christ-like. And that's the way we should witness, that's the way we should act, that's the way we should teach. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and you, you can see in other religions, um, for example, uh, 
Islam. Islam. Um, Jesus is a prophet, mm-hmm. right? He was, a, he was a prophet, but he wasn't God yeah. to them. Yeah. And that, that's the very difference, right? If you, uh, I've said this before, if you can prove that Jesus didn't rise again, mm-hmm. you've debunked all of Christianity. Right. And we believe that he has rose again, mm-hmm. right? A lot of evidence for it. A lot of witnesses for it. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool art. There's a lot of articles written talking about Jesus and his life after he writ- was risen up for those 40 days. You can't, you can't do that. I love how the belief is centered on something that is going to require pure faith. That's the point. Because Paul tells us that our belief lays upon the resurrection yep. of Christ. Mm-hmm. Everything, the buildup from Adam to Revelation, everything in between yeah. that Christians are about and what... All of that lays on the resurrection. Exactly. And I love how God made the resurrection so that if you're a scientist, you can't disprove it. Mm-hmm. You can't say he didn't rise from the dead because we don't know where his body is. Yeah. You don't know where his body is. You have any identification of his body is or you, you don't know any of that. Mm-hmm. And then as well for believers, you can't just point out, oh, there's Jesus. Here's his location. Yeah. There you could see him. Pure faith. Mm-hmm. So you have to just believe that, okay, we know Jesus died. Mm-hmm. History and church agrees. Yes. We know he dies. But then differences come in on what happened after that. Some say, well, we've never seen a man rise from the dead, so Jesus didn't rise from the dead. Christian says, no, he is the firstborn of the dead. Mm-hmm. So we believe in that, like how Colossians tells us. Um, and it's just... At that point, God has made it pure faith. You mm-hmm. can't, like, yeah, there, yeah. there's nobody that can come with very solid, bulletproof. Because even if I die today, like, even if I die today and just someone hid my body and was like, Eureka rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. Like, even that, you can't disprove that I didn't rise from the dead if you don't have the body there, you don't have anything there. Like, it's, it's kind of something that would just be pure faith. I love how God set that up. And you find in Hebrews, he says, he says, it is impossible to please God without faith. Yep. So the only way you can please him is with faith. But um, on who non-believers think Christ is, um, Hudson was saying, like in Islam, they believe he's purely a teacher. Um, we even see that in the Bible. Um, in Matthew 16 at verse 13. So starting at verse 13, Matthew 16, verse 13, it says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom the men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some say Elias. And others say Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So this belief that Christ was just a noble teacher, great teacher, it's been a thing. It's not new within our society. Islam didn't start it. Even while Christ was present, people believed that he was just some great teacher. Yeah. They crime to him or teacher, rabbi. Mm -hmm. They just believed he was some great teacher. Yeah. But the Bible is very distinct that Jesus is just not another teacher because he would have been like Moses. 
Christ said he's greater than Moses. Exactly. If he was just another teacher, he would have been like Solomon. Christ mm-hmm. says, "I'm <laughs> the one that's standing before you is greater than Solomon." Yep. If he was just a teacher, he would have been like Abraham. He says, "Before Abraham, I am." Mm-hmm. So Christ is definitely just not a teacher. So we can't put him in that category. Mm-hmm. We can't place him in that. And then we call him the son of God. And then we see the Jews in the Bible. Um, they say, oh, you're a descendant of David. Mm-hmm. Or you're, you're the son of David. You're offspring of David. And then Christ tells them, in the spirit, David calls me Lord. Yeah. Ended that conversation mm-hmm. immediately. So Christ is not just a mere man. Mm-hmm. We see that in scripture clearly. Like we said in that earlier. And right. And um, let me, there's a verse in first John. All right. So in first John chapter four and verse 14 through 15, and it says, and we have seen and do testify that the father sent the son to be the savior of the world. Mm-hmm. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. Another verse says, whoever that denies that Jesus is the Christ is the Antichrist. Yeah. And he has made the father a liar. Exactly. So we have Christ coming into the world as the savior of the world. So that's beyond the level of the teachers. The teachers were teaching about the savior to come. Mm -hmm. And then Christ comes and he becomes the savior in whom we believe. Exactly. Now, this leads us to our final point of why follow Jesus, mm-hmm. right? He's the savior of the world. What is he saving us from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, kind of piggybacking a little bit off of things that it talks about in the Old Testament relating to this, is that the the thing that amazes me the most about the Bible is that Jesus himself fulfilled 300 prophecies, around 300 prophecies of who he was going to be, right? And these were a lot of uncontrollable things too, right? Some were, okay, yeah, you could have just read the book and be like, oh, I'm going to act like this, Mm -hmm. right? But some are undoubtedly prophecies that he fulfilled, Mm -hmm. right? You can see in Jeremiah 23, uh, 5, uh, it talks about how how he will come out of the line of David. That's later fulfilled in Matthew 1, 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could see in Isaiah 7, 14, that he's going to be born of a virgin. That is fulfilled in Matthew eighteen twenty. And then um, you could see that he's going to come from Judah in Genesis 49, 10. And then it's fulfilled in the New Testament in Luke three thirty three. And that he's going to be born in Bethlehem. That's talked about in Micah 5, 2. And later fulfilled in Matthew 2, 46. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of other Pharisees about how he's going to teach. Um, about his perfection, how his sinless nature. But yeah, that's, that, that's personally one of the big reasons why I follow Jesus. And the following of Jesus um, is like we read in a verse before. Uh, he came to destroy the work of the devil. Mm-hmm. Sin. Exactly. Now, this is the reason why you should follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us for all have sinned mm-hmm. and fallen short of the glory of God. Yep. Now the scripture gives us this principle. It says the wages of sin is death. Yep. So now if, if you're a fairly intellectual person, mm-hmm. the Bible just said 
everyone has sinned. Yep. So every single person that there is has sinned. Yep. Fallen short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And then after the Bible tells you that the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. So if you have sinned, you shall surely die. Yeah. So now to to put that into perspective if i transgress a law mm -hmm. i am subject to whatever comes with it yep if i murder i have to face whatever sentence i'm going to face in prison yep according to god if you sin you have to face death yep so now we have all sinned and we all face death this is why we believe that people die in the first place yep. is because of sin mm -hmm. now jesus comes and the bible says he became sin he who knew no sin. Exactly. Christ had never sinned. And he comes into the world. And he takes upon the sins of all the world. And commonly enough, people ask after, well, if Jesus died, then why are people still sinning? Or why are we still going on the way we are? Because mm -hmm. you have to accept it. There is, like, that, that logic or that argument never made sense to me. Because mm -hmm. if... If I came into a room where a hundred people, you know, were in debt of a thousand dollars and I came in there with a billion dollars, I'm like, this billion dollars is for everybody. That doesn't automatically take you out of debt. You have to come get the money from me mm -hmm. and apply it to your account for you to be out of debt. Yeah. So that that kind of um, argument of. Well, Jesus died, so there shouldn't be sin anymore. Like that, that doesn't make any sense. That's never been a thing. And That's never going to make sense. The the reason for that, um, it, I think it ultimately comes down to free will, mm. right? If you if Jesus died, the day he died, rose again. After that, nobody ever sinned anymore. You didn't have a choice to go to heaven. Then that wouldn't ever be true faith. That mm -hmm. that's never true love. Mm -hmm. But what God wants is true faith and true love, mm -hmm. right? So he gives us his choice, right? Jesus died on the cross. He took your punishment of death, right? He died with it. You have the choice now to accept that, mm -hmm. right? If Eureka scrapes his elbow, I get a bandit at the other side of the uh, at the other side of the room. All he has to do is come and ask for it, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna give it to him. That's how a gift works, mm -hmm. right? And you have the choice. Eureka has the choice. To suffer with an infection mm -hmm. with the elbow. Mm -hmm. That's his choice. Mm -hmm. And and people need to come and accept Jesus so that you don't face death. Mm -hmm. that's, 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 that is just the reality of the thing, and that's the reality of what Christians believe. And when we talk about death, we're not talking about you becoming immortal. We're mm -hmm. talking about spiritual death. We're talking about spiritual death. Mm -hmm. So when you die, spiritual death, you go to hell. Mm -hmm. You could take it, however. I'm like I'm at the point now as a Christian... Where I am just playing with this. I really don't sugarcoat it anymore. I really don't try and dance around it anymore. I will give it to you raw. And however you take it, take it as you you wish. Mm -hmm. It is in, in life, you always have a choice. Yep. And you have a positive side and you have a negative side. Mm -hmm. Because there's a negative side to something, if you don't choose a specific way, it doesn't make it forcing on you. Yep. A lot of people say, oh, well... You know, if your God is so loving, why why is he sending people to hell? Because if they don't choose him. You made that choice, bro. You don't want to be in hell? Follow God. 
It's simple. Believe unto Jesus. It's, it's simple. If I don't want to get hit by the car, I'm not going to go play around in the road. But like that, that's just like simple logic. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, how come I can't go on the road and not get hit by a car? No, mm-hmm. you, like that's stupid because there's cars over there. You're going to get hit by the car. If you don't want to get hit, stay out of there. Yep. If you want to get hit, jump in there. If you want to be with God, follow God. If you don't want to be with God, you're going to face the consequences that he made for those that don't want to follow him. Yep. And it's not... You're already on your way to hell. That's how our sinful nature is, right? Jesus came to save the world. He came to save it from something, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't come to be like, you, 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 you're out of here. No. He came, okay, you guys, you guys are not going to where you want to go. Come and follow me and I'll show you a place you want to be. And this is how, and I'm going to take, and I'm going to die. I'm going to take your punishment so you can be cleansed, right? And you can stand with God. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? If you don't accept that, if you don't want to be cleansed, if you don't want to stand with God, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And that's 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 really what it comes down to. It's whether you accept Christ on what he came to do or not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter on all the teachings that Jesus taught. A lot of people come to me and like, oh, Jesus said, love your neighbor. Jesus said, be kind. Jesus said this, Jesus said that. And a lot of people could come use this as a manipulation. But that and it all ultimately means nothing if you don't accept him mm-hmm. for the purpose that he came for, which is to take away your sins. You can love as many people you want to. You can accept as many people as you want to. You can be as the most decent human being that you think you can be. Yep. If you don't accept Christ as Savior, then it's, it's all nothing. in vain. Mm-hmm. All in vain. You know, there's a passage where Jesus says, um, what good does it a man gain the whole world but loses only soul? That could mean by possession, Mm-hmm. And that could mean as well by your own personal goals. Yep. Like people, some of their goals is like, oh, let me love everybody. Let me accept everybody. Let me make mm-hmm. everybody satisfied. And you reach that height and you have all these teachings and nice philosophies that you hold on to. Yep. But they mean nothing mm-hmm. if you lose your soul. Exactly. That's that's all it is. Like if, if you lose your soul, if you don't accept Christ, it don't matter if you had millions. It don't matter whether you accepted everybody or not. It don't matter whether you were a racist or not a racist. It don't matter what you are. You're going to hell. Mm-hmm. People that are going to go to hell are going to be a bunch of varieties. They're going to be racists. They're going to be non-racists. They're just going to be glutens. They're going to be non-glutens. They're going to be everybody. You can, you can name it. There's no such thing as I hold to these nice values, so I go to heaven. Yeah. And that, that, was a, that was a problem we saw in the Old Testament and New Testament with the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. They had this idea, if I follow these to a T, then I'm good. Then I'm good. No, you're not God, mm-hmm. right? You're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You have to accept that at the end of the day. And now to, to wrap this up, this is a, this is a big, broad uh, subject. Um, we... I found a verse that I think captures greatly mm-hmm. what Jesus came to do and summarizes everything that we've been saying this entire time. This is actually a pretty short chapter because I'm tempted to low-key read the whole thing. It's like 15 verses. It'll be all right. You can listen to it. This is the Word of God. This is in Titus chapter 2, reading Titus chapter 2 from 1 to 15. It says, But speak thou the things which come sound, become sound doctrine. That the aged men may be sober, grave, temperate, sound in doctrine, 
in charity and in patience. The aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, Nus, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chastised, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men, likewise exhort to be sober-minded, in all things shewing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine shewing uncorruptness, gravity, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters, and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not polor I'm skipping that word, but shewing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God, emphasis on the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he may redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things and exhort, these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. And with that is the fourth episode. Thank you guys so much for listening in. If you guys have any questions, let us know. If you have anything to uh, check us on, also let us know. Mm -hmm. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Love you guys. God bless.